Okay, we are back to podcast, and uh, I hope everyone is doing well. And you've had a good week. You've thawed out just a little bit from the snow, and um, and I hope everything is going well for you. And uh, I, I thank God for you. And uh, looking forward to uh, uh, being back live again. If the weather will calm down, we should be back. Uh, I know they're calling for a little bit of snow on Sunday or uh, Friday, maybe Saturday. Um, but Lord willing, we should be able to be back in our services together on Sunday and then back for Bible study on Wednesday night. And so hopefully everything will settle down. It's like it's paused, just paused everything. And so uh, I I know um, we if you, if you know me, you'll get to know me through the years. Don't like snow. I lived in the mountains a long time. I enjoy it for a little bit. I, I like to watch it come down. But I like it to be gone the next day, and that's that's usually not the case. Um, living in the mountains, and you know, all those years, and I kind of feel like I had my share of it. But um, it, it is it is part of life and part of God's creation and design. And, um, so I've got something, uh, something a little different. We're not different, but something I just in light of where we are, things that have went on, sickness, um, tough times. I I just, we need encouragement. Everyone needs encouragement. We will come back to first Corinthians. Um, but in, in, preparing and praying and searching and thinking about some of the upcoming Bible studies um, and, and series that I want to deal with. I'm really I'm really leaning heavily on Psalms and Proverbs. Um, Psalms and Proverbs both have been instrumental in my life um, in encouraging me. And I want to go... We, we spent some time studying about David um, during really the past six or eight months, however long it took us to get through 1 Samuel, and we still haven't covered all of David's life because we will be going back to 2 Samuel. But I want to pause because we're about halfway through 1 Corinthians, and uh, when we finish that, we're going back to 2 Samuel to close out David's life. But I, I really... I had a verse of scripture on my heart this week, and uh, I want to be faithful to the Lord and and following Him and what He desires. And so not in just addressing this particular verse, I want to deal with all of it in its entirety, in its context. I want to go to Psalm 18. Psalm 18 is a, uh, a latter portion fact, the very latter portion of David's life, um, you you will find that it is it, it. And remember what I've always told you about the Psalms of David. Um, I, that's why I kind of want to do a deep dive into the Psalms. I got so much that I want us to address on Sunday mornings. We're going to be looking at um, the life, the personality, and the the occurrences of Jesus. Um, 
you know, typically when folks deal with Jesus and address him in messages or from the Gospels, they <clears throat> they look in terms of um, the crucifixion, the resurrection, things like that. But I, I want to go beyond that. I want to go, because he was 100% God, but at the same time he was 100% man in person, and I want to go to who he is and was as a person. That's going to be for Sunday morning. Um, and so we'll be dealing with his relationships, like his relationship with John, his relationship with Peter, different relationships that Jesus had. Um, so that's Sunday morning. But in in these other studies, I've, I've got a lot of things on my heart that I want to talk about. And I want to go to Psalms, Psalm 18. And in studying the Psalms and David's life, um, you will always find that the, the beauty, what, I, what I've always been in love with the Psalms about is the fact that there's a story behind every one of them. They're not just random uh, sayings. They're not just random songs put together for the nation of Israel. There is a story behind every psalm. There was something that that psalmist was going through. And so let's go to Psalm 18. And this is, uh, the parallel is 2 Samuel 22. 2 Samuel 22 is, of course, the end of David's life. And um, and so, that being the case, we're going to look here in, let's look at the superscription first. The superscription first says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies, and from the hand of Saul. And he said, and it goes into verse 1. So basically, this is the the end of the journey for David, okay? And David is looking back over his life, and he is looking at all the enemies and all the trials and all the troubles and the tribulations that he has been delivered from. I've done a lot of that lately. You know, this has not been the easiest winter in, in a lot of regards. I mean, you know, the snow kind of shuts everything down, my business and this shut church down at times just because of not being able to, to get there. Um, it's been a tough winter and we're barely into it. You know, we still have January and February. We've, we've faced sickness. My entire family, everybody, but Haley, I, it, it, Sadie, Sadie had it, you know, it, um, I know some, some had, I just say that because some had thought it was Haley, uh, but it was actually Sadie. But everybody but Haley um, has had it, and um, and so we uh, we just have had a tougher time during the winter months. And so I want to encourage you. I know many of you have had sickness and illnesses, and problems, and aches, and pains, and just different things going on uh, from society to personally. And so now we look to David. David is looking back over his life. He is encouraging himself in the Lord, like I, I said in that, that last message on David. And he says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. 
my buckler, and the horn of my salvation in my high tower. That's a mouthful right there, folks. Buckler is a shield. So he says he's my rock, first of all. A rock is that place of stability, okay? The place of defense and stability. The place where it's unshakable and unmovable. In a world that's changing, in a world that's very unstable at times, an economy that's unstable, the Lord is our rock. He's extremely stable. And the Bible says, in my fortress, fortress is where you would go in times of war for protection. So the Lord is our fortress, my deliverer, the one that would deliver you from uh, from trial, the one that would deliver you from danger. Look at what he is. He's our stability. He is our protection. And he is the one that delivers us. Stay with me. My God. So he elevates this to my God. That would be the one who would be worshipped. My strength. Where's your strength lie? It's not in finances. It's not in your body. It's not in uh, a job. It's not in the economy. It's not in the country. It's in him. He's my strength. The Bible goes on to say, in whom I will trust because of these things. Because he's my rock, because he's my fortress, because he's my stability, because he's all these things, I can trust him. I will trust him. My buckler, that buckler means a shield. And he's the horn of my salvation, my high tower. The horn would be, it served two purposes. The horn would be used to blow, uh, to announce a battle, to announce warfare. But a horn is also used for anointing. The, the oil, um, uh, the anointing oil would be filled up in a horn. And that horn would be poured out upon the head of whom would be anointing. And so the Lord is our anointer. He's our, our horn of my salvation in my high tower. The high tower is the place where you go uh, during victory. And uh, verse number three, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So um, that, that gives us a place that we come to to call upon him. Call upon him when we need these things, when we need the deliverer, when we need strength, when we need a rock, when we need a fortress, when we need someone we can trust, when we need the horn of my salvation. You know, people want to call on other people. Want to call on, and there's times for that. Leaning on other people. Hey, they always got to talk to somebody. They always got to, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I wash my hands today. You know, just every little detail. But God said, look to me for these things. Go to me for these things. Have a real genuine relationship with me for these things. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that. I, I appreciate people. I love people. But, you know, above and beyond everything is the fact that I can go to him. He's always there. He always listens. I'm never lonely. I'm never bored. I'm never lonesome. None of those things, ever. I never experienced those feelings because I've got him. 
And it's the sweetest, grandest relationship known to man. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So because of that, I can call upon him. And because of that, he is well worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me. So this is speaking of when David uh, was facing his enemies. He was facing his battles. The, the, the sorrows of death are encompassing. That means everywhere he looks, all around him. The floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, you know what distress is? Distress, that's where we get the word stress from. Distress, to be overwhelmed, to be pushed to the, the max, to be pushed to the limit, to be stressed completely. It speaks of a busting seam. It speaks of a, a, a busting sack, if you please. You're something, a sack's full of grain or it's full of flour or it's full of sugar and it's completely distressed. So much pressure upon it. That's where we get the term stress at. And so he says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even to his ears. So he heard me. God always hears us. He heard me. And when he heard me, verse 7, then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Means he was angry. He heard about what I was going through and it angered him. He pitied me. He, he, he wanted to help me in this matter. Now watch this. Verse number seven, as he uses the earthquake, it says the earth was shaken. He, this is a, a, a marvelous picture of an earthquake and a thunderstorm in the highlands of Palestine that he describes for his deliverance. We've seen that in 1 Kings 19 when I, Elijah had that similar experience. And um, it talks about the strange darkness and the shaking of the earth when Jesus suffered and he died on the cross. Now, verse 8, There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and a fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. Now, watch this. I, th th this is what I love. He bowed the heavens also and he came down and darkness was under his feet. This speaks all of his strength. Now, I want you to stay with me. Stay with me. And he rode upon a cherub, and he did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. As the brightness that was before, was before from his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire, the Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered. At thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. So let's go back. In verse number 8, 
down through verse number 15, we see what happens when we call upon the Lord for help. We see that he responds with strength. We see that he responds with power. We see that he responds with the power over the elements. We see that he responds with power over our pain and our fears and over, over impossibilities. That's, that's what verse number 9 all the way to verse 15 is telling us. When we call upon... That's the power of prayer, church. Some of you are so... You're so involved with calling someone else or communicating with someone else or to, to other people that cannot help you whatsoever. What I'm trying to teach you is learning to call upon Him. And at His response, look at what He does. He has the strength and capabilities over everything. That's what, ver read verse 9 to verse number 15 again. By yourself, read it again. Read it again. And it shows his complete strength and ability and power over anything that would come against you. Verse number 17, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. And they were too strong for me. They were too strong for me, but he delivered me from them. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. He, he was the one that stayed me, that gave me stability. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now, I love that. Verse 19. Some of you need to mark verse 19. Psalm 18, 19. Psalm 18, 19. Do you wonder? I hope you don't. People wonder all the time who likes them, who cares about them, who loves them. Guess what? I want you to see this. The Bible says in verse 19, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Or, or verse 19, he, he brought me forth also into a large place. That means a great place. Why? He delivered me because he delighted in me. What does it matter what anyone else thinks of you if the Lord delights in you? And it goes beyond liking you. It says to delight. I mean, a delight is a stronger word than just to like. <clears throat> to delight means to enjoy greatly, to enjoy immensely. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. So the Lord sees and the Lord knows when, when our hearts are pure, when our hearts are real, he sees, and He will reward us according to those things. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. So I've not departed. I've stayed with God. Verse 22, for all His judgments were before me, and I did not put away His statutes from me. I was also upright before Him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands and his eyesight. So it does matter how you live. 
It does matter how you walk. That's what 1 Corinthians is about. It does matter what's in your life. It does matter what you say. It does matter how you respond. It does matter if, you, if you're a gossip, a liar, a cheat. It does matter if you live clean or do you live ungodly. It does matter because that's how the Lord rewards us according to your Bible. Verse 24, Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself froward. Do you see that? God doles out how we are. He, he responds to us in accordance to how we live and how we respond. For that will save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks. So he helps those that need help, but those that are proud and have high looks, he will bring them down. For that will light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. Now watch this. This is the verse I've had in my heart. I've quoted this for you all before. I've talked to you about this before. I've never preached on an entire service or an entire message, but I've done a quick podcast or a quick live stream once on this verse. But I've had this verse in my heart all week. And this verse is one of my favorites in the Bible. And this verse has inspired this teaching from Psalm 18 today. And it's Psalm 18 in verse number 29. For by thee, so David has spent 28 verses talking of God, extolling God, giving us the lesson that he's learned. Now remember the context. The context is the fact that he's won over all of his enemies and the enemies that have been beaten and the enemies that have been overcome. So that's the context of this. Now understanding that, after he comes through his context, he speaks so highly of God and what God's done for him. And then he comes to verse 29 and he gets to the verse and the thought and the theme of what I'm talking about here today. For by thee have I run through a troop. A troop, ladies and gentlemen, speaks of an army. Troops. We've heard of troops. They're sending in the troops. Now, stay with me. Up until now, the psalmist has extolled God. He has spoken of God's power. He has spoken of God's glory. He has spoken of God's strength. He has spoken of God's capability. But watch what happens in verse 29. What happens in verse 29 is the strength that God has is now transferred to the psalmist. The strength that God possesses, the strength that God holds is now transferred to David. And he says, for by thee, this great God who is 
powerful over all the elements and powerful over all the people and powerful over any, any enemy that I have. His power is transferred to me. And when it is, look at verse 29. For by thee have I run through a troop. Through his power, through his strength, through his might, that army that is set against me. And this reminds me when Elisha and his servant were there and they were scared to death because of the armies and the troops that were against them. And Elisha said, Lord, show him what I see. The fact that there's more for us than what be against us. And that's what David's extolling here. He's saying, through the power of God, I can run through the armies of hell, the armies of the enemy that are coming against me. Now, stay with me. Colon, or semicolon, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. Now the wall there is speaking of a wall that is too high to naturally get over. It is too thick and too long to get around. The only way to the other side is to leap over it, but I don't know about you, but I'm not the best leaper. I'm not Michael Jordan for sure. I can't leap, I mean, I can't leap over much over, I don't know, a couple feet probably. And the older I get, the less that's going to be. But we see in the Bible here that by him we can run through an army and by him we can leap over a wall. Here's the title. I've said all of that to get to the title. I've spared you the title until now. Look with me in verse 29. For by thee have I run through a troop. Number one, you can get through it. For by thee have I run through a troop. I've went through every army against me, every problem against me. I've gotten through every battle so far. Every bad day that you've ever had, you've gotten through so far. So through and by God, you can get through it. But not only that, and by my God, have I leaped, look at the next word here, over a wall. The wall that prevents you from moving forward. By God, you can get over it. So my title today is this. You can get through it, and you can get over it. You can get through it, and you can get over it. But it comes through and by God. And it comes through His response to our living for Him. It comes through His response through our dedication to him. That's how all of this set up. If you read those first 28 verses, you see that the psalmist extolled God. He talked about his power. He talked about his strength. He talked about how, how strong he was. And then 
Then he comes and he says, God will respond with this power and strength and glory to me in terms of how I live and how I conduct myself. And then we come to verse 29 and we see a transference of power. We see the psalmist transferring, or God transferring his strength, his power, and his glory to David. And David says, through and by him, and from him, I can get through it, and I can get over it. So I'm not sure what you're going through, but Psalm 18, verse 29 says, For by thee I have run through a troop. Whatever you're going through, you can get through it. Verse 29, And by my God have I leaped over a wall. Whatever you're going through, you can get through it. Whatever is preventing you from moving forward, you can get over it. You can get through it, and you can get over it. That has been Psalm 18, verses 1 through 29. I encourage you to read the rest of it, verses 30 through 50, only 20 more verses, and read what David says as we do some deep dives randomly through these psalms. I hope you've enjoyed tonight. I hope it's encouraged you. I needed this. I needed this. I needed this myself. It's not been the easiest two weeks for your your preacher. I needed this myself. You can get through it, and by God, you can get over it. Good night. God bless, and I love each of you.